continue our look at prayer, we'll begin in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, which is a scripture that has helped me in my life time and time again, and I hope will help you too. Here's Pastor David. We studied this passage last week. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You remember the saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I remember hearing this as a kid, that the idea is don't put put all your trust in one thing. Diversify. Spread that out. Don't put all your money here. Don't put all your trust here. Don't put all your whatever. Kind of spread that out and you're less likely to be disappointed. If you're a person who invests in the stock market or something like that, then you probably have been told that you need to diversify your portfolio. Buy some stuff that's kind of high risk, but high return. Some stuff that's kind of lower risk, but lower return. Some things in the middle, this and that and the other thing. That's what they tell you. Why? Because if you trust all in one thing and it goes bad, you've lost it all. And so the wisdom of the world is do not put all your trust in one thing. Spread it out. Certainly don't put all your eggs in one basket. But you know where the peace that passes, surpasses understanding comes from? It comes from putting all your eggs in one basket. All your trust, all your hopes, all your troubles, everything you're dealing with, all all your hope in one basket Jesus Christ, through prayer and supplication. Prayer and supplication. As Jesus taught us and showed us in our own own lives, as David writes these Psalms, and when we see him pour out prayer to God, the eggs are all in one basket. We don't keep one for ourselves. We don't give one to each kid and one to our spouse and one to the boss at work and one to the bank account and one to the thing and be like, oh, if if this one breaks, at least this one will be good. We don't do that. They all go to God, all of them. And when we do that, the peace that surpasses understanding guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's what we're promised here. That's what we're promised. Anxiety comes from keeping eggs to yourself. Fear comes from putting eggs in other places. You live worrying about whether those eggs are going to break or whether they're going to make it. Peace comes from trusting God with all of that. Knowing that without a doubt, nothing that you give him will ever be lost. Nothing that you give him will ever be broken, but everything that we give him, everything that we invest in him will always show a return in our own lives and in his kingdom. We don't trust anyone but God for the things that we need, for the things that take care of our fears, that give us security, that give us peace. All of those things go to God. Not not my wife, not your husband, not your kids, not your boss, certainly not the leaders and worldly people of this world. All of it to God. All of it to God. says, for to you I will pray. It's the last part of this uh, section. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up. Wake up and look up. Wake up and look up. That's, that's this. When you get up in the morning, when you wake up, no phone. No phone. No morning news show. 
No newspaper. None of that. Nothing but God. Wake up and look up every single day. Start the day right. Seek God first with your day. You don't have to get up and immediately go to all your worries and fears. What's going on in the news? What did my 5,497 Facebook and Instagram friends post? I need to know. I need to keep up. I need to catch up. Wake up and look up. In the morning, you're going to hear my voice. You are going to hear my voice in the morning, Lord. Both those words and the meditations of my heart. I'm going to direct it to you in the morning. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to look up. And then when he says, I will look up and I will look up, he's talking about the expectation. You're looking out to see what's coming because you believe that what you've prayed for, is, if it's in God's will, it's happening. And so you're looking for it to happen so you can rejoice in it. We talked about looking for God to work out all things for good because of what Romans 8.28 says. You also, here we see that we look out for the things that we pray for to occur, those things that are the will of God. Those things that we've cried in our heart for, we look for them to happen. Some of them may be a long way off. Some of them may be closer. Some of them we might find out we're not really in the will of God in that at all. But we're looking for it. We're expecting it. Get up in the morning. Wake up and look up. Look to God and look out to what he's doing. If you wake up and you woke up, then you're alive. Praise God. If you wake up and there's clothes for you to put on, especially if you have more than one set of clothes, which many people in this world do not, praise God. If you wake up and you had a roof over your head, praise God. There are many who don't. If you wake up and you know you're going to be able to go down and get something to eat in the kitchen, praise God. Wake up and praise God. Get your perspective right in truth, in, in loving and praising and honoring God. And you'll be surprised what it will do for the rest of your day when you start it out instead of, oh my gosh, another whatever happened in the news. Instead of doing that, I'm on the phone. I just got up. If you go to the scriptures and to prayer, let him hear your voice in the morning and you're praising him and you're thanking him and then you're pouring out your heart to him and then you're trusting him that those are the things that are going to be done. Your day's going to look different. It's just going to look different. Put you in a place to experience a taste of the eternal life that you're living. It's through a glass darkly. You, don't, you won't experience it fully right now. But you get some of it. As the scripture tells us, 1 Corinthians 2.9. But it is, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You're going to get a taste of that. A taste of the thing that you can't even imagine. Your eyes never seen it. Your ears never heard it. It's never entered into the heart of any man, any woman, any person, how great the things are that God has prepared for those who love him. But maybe just a taste, maybe just through a glass darkly. You want to get there? You want to have that peace that surpasses understanding? You want, to, you want to live in that eternal life? In the morning, wake up and look up. Wake up and look up. Psalm 512. This is the last verse of the psalm, and I'm actually skipping, obviously, a number of verses. I think we went through verse 3. I'm skipping verse 4 through 11, and I want to read you verse 12 because you have to understand these together. So here we go, 512. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. When you read the beginning of Psalm 5, 
You see clearly what God wants for our prayer life. And then when you read the last verse of the psalm, you see that those, the, the, the beginning of it and the end of it fit together perfectly. Listen to this. I'm just going to read that all together. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Which kind of flows there. That last verse and those first three, they go together. Prayer with words and meditation. To God alone and only and to no one else. Looking to nothing and no one but God for your true needs. In the morning, believing and looking to God both to do it and looking as he does it, what he's promised. Because, all of these things, because the Lord will bless the righteous and favor and protect the righteous like a shield. That combination, asking, crying, to God only, believing, and then believing that he blesses us, that he protects us, that he loves us. That combination is a combination for power and peace the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, and the peace of God guarding your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's the combination. It's where we need to be. I just uh, consider in your heart for a moment this scenario. Every single Christ follower in this local expression of the body of Christ starts living this way, starts believing this way, starts pouring out their heart before Christ, before God, Every single morning, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit interceding and groaning for us and us believing that, it's, that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. That when he says he's here to save, that he's going to save people and that we get to be part of it. That he says he's going to protect us and that we're going to have eternal life, that he's going to do it. And we start every morning that way, just that. Forget all the other things that we should and ought and will be doing. If we just did that, think about the power of justice and righteousness and peace and joy that God could unleash on Clark County, on the Portland area, on the states of Washington, Oregon, on the country and on the world. If just this little group, and then think about what if the whole church all over the world, every Christ follower was living like this. In this time, in this place, with all the difficulties that are going on, if we lived like this, what could God do? Just consider it. Because it's amazing. And it's what we're called to do. If this is our prayer life, if this is the way that we trust, if this is what we believe, God can do and will do. He can do it without us, but he wants to do it with us. And we want to do it with him. Listen to verse 11. It's just right before 12. It says, but let all those rejoice. Think about the number of times joy or rejoice is used in this verse. Rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. What does all this lead to? This praying, this believing, joy. I don't know about you, but I like to be joyful. I like to feel joy. I have the most, the, the, the heart of my joy is in my salvation. That's where the heart of it is. In the fact that God has saved me. The next part of my joy is that he saved you and my family and, and so many different people. The next part of my joy is that he is still in the business of saving that I get to be a part of it. And on and on and on and out in concentric circles out from that. I have joy over who I, I have joy in just the beauty of Christ. 
How do you get there? Pray, believe, read scripture, be around people, talk about it, getting up, going to sleep during the day, at dinner time, whenever. Talk about God. Pour into God. Do not let this thing on Sunday morning or this, maybe plus a life group or whatever, be the only times in the week that you're thinking about God, that you're trusting God, that you're learning about God. Let it just permeate everything you do, starting every single morning. And those people, those who love God, those who love his name, those who trust Jesus as Lord, they have joy, joyfulness. That's what I want for you. Rejoice, shouting for joy, joyfulness, because God defends those who love the name of the Lord. And when God defends those who love the name of the Lord, let me ask you this, who can stop us? You look out, you can look at the news and you can see what's happening in the world. It is a disaster. And yet, if we trust God according to the scripture, we believe that, who can stop us? Romans 8.31, what then shall we say to these things? What are these things? All this stuff that's happening, the dumpster fire that is the world right now. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Nothing. Because if all our eggs are in the basket of the only one who actually has the power to do everything, all powerful, right? Thy kingdom come. It's his kingdom. Glory and the power forever. If that's where all our eggs are, what is it that you're afraid of exactly? What is it that you think anyone can do to us? Oh, they can damage our bodies? Big deal. This body's getting resurrected, thank God. They can do nothing to us. We are unstoppable in Christ. Unstoppable. If you understood who you were as a Christ follower, if you understood what the church was, what we're doing, where we're going, as C.S. Lewis says, mighty like an army with banners. In the spiritual world, Satan knows exactly who the church is. So everything he can do is to get your trust somewhere else. Everything he can do is to get your eggs somewhere else because he knows who we are and how God uses those who have all their eggs in his basket. We're a powerful force. The Holy Spirit is literally the restrainer of evil in the world. And you have the Holy Spirit. We can march against the gates of hell right now. I'm not talking about some sort of view of heaven where let's just wait for that and we'll sit in the cloud. I got the diaper on. I got a little, you know, arrow and the whatever, this medieval art nonsense. Right now and through eternity, we are God's army and his children and his people. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Every Christ follower, just like David, every Christ follower that's ever been has a lot that they could fear. If they wanted to fear, there's always been a lot they could fear. You think your life is tough? Go check out David's life. Go check out Saul, who became Paul. Go check out the life that Jesus lived, where he shed his own blood for us, saving us from sin and death and hell. And that if you're not saved today, you can have that too, by calling on his name, by trusting in him by calling Jesus Lord, by believing. But everybody, everybody, every Christian has things they could fear. If we don't trust God, there's much we can fear. And if we do trust God, there is nothing that we ought to fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
That's where you are. You don't have a spirit of fear. If you're fearing, you're letting body overcome spirit. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go to the more base part. So did the spirit. Do not fear. We trust God more when we pray more. It's simple. You pray more, you're going to trust God more. Why? Because you're investing your time, your heart, the cries of your soul and your heart, the inmost parts, the fervent prayers, you're entrusting those to God and you're investing them in prayer. If we invest in prayer, we're going to reap what we sow. You're sowing in relationship with God, you're going to reap. Philippians 4, 7, this is what we'll reap. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Pray more, that's what you reap. You want to know what the reward is for prayer? That's it, right? The verse is very clear. 4, 6, by prayer and supplication. 4, 7, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, which will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How many of your minds are addled? How many of your minds and your hearts are afraid? How many of you are struggling day by day, wondering what's going to happen to you, to your children, to your life, to whatever? What, what is going to happen in this country or in some other country or in the world? What's going to happen? How's it going to affect me? How many of you are just riddled with fear? If you're honest with yourself. Well, God tells you where to put that. Take those eggs, wherever they've been that cause you to fear, no more. They go to God. When they go to God, it is the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, which will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Your mind, your heart that's worried, that's afraid, it will be guarded. David knew about this. You have to understand, you have to put yourself in his position. Let's say this was written when Absalom, his own son, came and rebelled against him and he was running for his life. That's tough. There was certainly a lot for him to be afraid of. And yet here he goes in prayer. No, Lord, I'm just going to give it to you, both the words and the meditations of my heart. I'm going to give it to you. And he trusts. That's why we read verses 11 and 12. Hey, you protect, you defend, you bless, you are God. I'm just David. I trust you. We can do the same. We can live the same. You got to believe that. You have to believe it. If you believe it, you'll live like it. We tend to do the things that we want to do, and we tend to want to do the things that will be good for us. And if we believe that these things are good for us, we're going to do them. We're going to do them. If we invest in Christ, we reap the harvest of more and more Christ-likeness. If we invest in fear, if we invest in people and things that are not God for the things that only God can give us, we're just going to reap trouble. Let's invest in our relationship with Christ because there is no better investment. You want to see return, that's where you need to invest. Nothing else is going to save you. Nothing else is going to provide for you those things that only God can provide. And nothing will make us stronger as Christ followers individually and as his children, his church both here in this local expression of the body of Christ and anyone else who's listening to this anywhere else in the world, that's a Christ follower. We are all the church. We want to be strong. Let's pray. Let's pray about that. Let's pour out our words and our meditations to Jesus as David did. And let's trust that he will bless those who love him. So where are you putting your trust? If it's anywhere other than Jesus, you're missing out on the peace and hope that changes everything, including eternity. Now, if you have questions or comments about today's episode, or we can help you trust in Jesus, please call us at 
885-985-9000. Or send us an email. Use info at axchurchnw.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.